obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. Uh, 
I take it as a good thing. I think it has only helped this team to get some type of consistency and, you know, daily basis, you know, weekly basis, week in, week out. You know, had a short week. They had a Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys, which would be the only national televised game in the league uh, for the Redskins this year. But, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not really mad about the uh, preseason. I mean, preseason, geez. I'm not even mad about not having a uh, primetime game on Monday night football, Thursday night, Sunday night. Obviously, you know, going forward after a 3-13 and season, changing things over, I, I don't have a problem with it. I definitely get Dujanae's take on I see he's on the line now. Uh, before I get him on, also, I'm going to get his opinion about this because I've, I've breezed over an article on ESPN that uh, said the Redskins, their prediction was the Redskins are going to finish 3-13 and again in second place, uh, uh, number two spot again, and saying the defense would be good, but they were pretty down on Dwayne Haskins after the short, you know, sample size of what he put out there on the field. In my opinion, he progressed throughout his starts, the more practice and reps that he got. Because when he first got into the game, Jay wasn't even giving reps with the first team. So, of course, he's going to look bad. Of course, he's going to look out of sorts. But you saw, you know, once Callahan took over, you saw him getting the stats with the first team and doing everything he needed to do. You saw him improving. He still made mistakes, but it is what it is. He's a young quarterback growing, trying to become better. So I just wanted to get that off my chest because I saw that come up across the feed. I'm going to bring in Dujanae to get his take on the non-primetime game and his take on that uh, synopsis of ESPN so far. Dujanae, how you doing tonight, bro? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right, having some technical difficulties as usual. I tested the stuff. It was working fine now for some reason. It might be that damn Zuckerberg again messing with my Facebook live feed, but I'm definitely on YouTube. But that's my problems. Let, let's uh, hear what's on your mind. Oh, man, um, it's an interesting schedule. Uh, I think it's one of the not-so-hard schedules that they've had in a while. Uh, I think that benefits them a lot. Um, you know, it seems like over the last, I don't know, it's been a while since Shanahan. It just seems like they've gotten the terrible luck of the draw when it comes to the schedule. Um, but uh, I like the schedule. I'm not, I don't care about not having primetime games. Um, they haven't won any, so. Um, <clears throat> let's not put them on prime time, but I feel that way about a lot of other teams they put on prime time. Cowboys, um, you know, you just go down the list of, of guys that they just, you know, drool over that ain't done nothing in the past several years. But, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad thing, honestly. Um, this is a, a a solid schedule. It's a great start for them. Um, it doesn't seem like there's too many of those uh, crazy travel type games. Um, you know, I, I think they go to Los Angeles like week five, but then they play, um, you know, they play the Giants on week six uh, at home or at the Giants or whatever. No, 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 no. no they, they do. They play them at home, then they go to the Giants. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of craziness. I like the bye week at week eight. Um, I, I am not, I hate these early bye weeks. Um, and I think that's a that's not too late. It's not too early. It's kind of just just where I like it, somewhere between week seven, eight, nine. You know, I, I like those types of bye weeks. Um, their out of division opponents aren't anything that uh, 
you know, jump out at me. Obviously, you've got Seattle, <clears throat> um, and that that's at home, I believe. Yeah, it's at home. Uh, and then you look at some of the other teams. I mean, everybody's kind of in the same boat, um, you know, other than the, the Rams. But I, I would say there's some, been some changes there. Uh, we, you know, not sure how that's going to go over. Uh, but I think they have a favorable schedule. There's no – no games or there's no gauntlet of weeks where you're like, oh, my goodness, um, how are they going to be able to stack up and how are they going to fare if that? And then you have these conversations of, well, if they go three and two or if they go two and three, then if they go do this in these next couple of games, I don't see anything on that that just yet. But, again, the schedule just came out and we haven't seen any action on any field at all, so we're we're all going on potential um, for all of these teams uh, with the turnover and all of that, uh, new coaching staff and all of that good stuff. Um, I'm sure Ron has done an excellent job of implementing things and getting the ball rolling to try to get some, uh, especially his quarterback, up to speed uh, and get everyone else up to speed. So hopefully they can have some type of training camp and uh, you know they can get out here and start getting some reps. Uh, within the playbook, um, you know, to get get on the same page, you know, how important it is to have guys who are catching the ball and the guy who's throwing the ball uh, being in sync with those guys. But, you know, I, I think if you follow Dwayne, he's doing work out there. I don't know who all is with him or who's able to come out there, but um, it, it's going to be interesting, though. I think it's a really good schedule, um, and uh, I'm excited sort of kind of, because we don't even know if it's really going to happen, so we'll see. Yeah, that's the one thing I said. It's tentative, depending on how things are going. Uh, I see we got Diane on the line, so I'm going to go ahead and bring her in and ask her the same uh, questions I got to you before she got on. Hey, Diane, how are you doing tonight? Oh, good to hear your voice. How are you doing? Hey, glad glad to be heard, Diane. We already got Dujanae on the line. Y'all Sports Journey uh, writers and insiders going to give us this great uh, great show we got lined up tonight, but I already posed a, a couple of questions to him about, you know, some of the fans were upset about us not having a primetime game. We were, you know, the same fashion that it's not a big deal. You know, the team didn't play well in primetime anyway, and, you know, I think we should go ahead and uh, be happy with what we got and see what this team can do with a consistent work week schedule in and out, you know, every week. You don't have to worry about them crazy turnaround weeks. And then the second thing I posed to him was uh, some of the fans were upset about that and that ESPN uh, basically said the Redskins were going to finish 3-13 and 13 again and were really down on Dwayne Haskins and his performance last year, even though he didn't really, you know, get to hit the ground running because Jay wasn't giving him the rest with the first team. But once he did, I know I felt like, and Dujanay, I believe, said the same, that, that he improved and he has, you know, ways to go, but he definitely can be a good quality quarterback for this team. Hey, first of all, hey, DJ, it's good to hear your voice too, sir. And second of all, I love everything that these people are complaining about. I couldn't be happier about the fact that they have no primetime games. And and if people couldn't see how much uh, Dwayne Haskins improved last year between the, you know, the first start that he got and the last game, I can't do anything about how bad their vision is because he definitely improved. And, um, hey, you know, the, they've done it to themselves, becoming irrelevant to the major, you know, primetime spots 
it is what it is. But that just lets Ron Rivera come in here, do his thing quietly at one o'clock or the. I mean, they, some people are saying, okay, Thanksgiving is prime time. It's a mandatory game between the Cowboys and the Redskins on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's going to be right. a highly watched game. So, you know, for anybody that's upset about not being on the big stage. If you look back on how they've performed on the big stage in the past recent, you know, in the recent past, then you should be glad that they're just going to be able to just get used to their new coach. They got a lot of a young team. They got a lot of new players. Um, Dwayne Haskins can just continue to improve. He's taken on a whole new sort of mindset this off season. I think Ron Rivera was probably the best thing that ever happened to him because he's a defensive-minded coach. And while people will say, well, then he can't develop the quarterback, that's fine. Just He's already having to switch coordinators. So just let him work with the, the Scott Turner and continue to improve. I, 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 it may be just me, but it floors me that people are down on Dwayne Haskins. I thought he showed great. I, I only came in at the tail end of what you said, DJ, but I thought he showed great improvement last year. Do I have a different set of glasses on? No, I, I hadn't really commented on that. But, yeah, I, I'll just say some of this negative narrative comes from some of these folks in the D.C. media that, for whatever reason, don't really care for the kids. I, I, don't, I don't know, but whatever. But, well, I you know, know why, I, but, yeah, <clears> I know why, but it's, he's changed. Excuse me for interrupting, but, but he's, no, no, no. he's grown a lot. He's grown a lot since he came into the, you know, NFL. I mean, he only right. played for yeah. one year in school. Yeah. Exactly. And That's what I say. At, <laughs> Go ahead, DJ. Yeah. Look at what they've given him. I mean, it's, it's him. a culture shock. Right. <clears throat> and he wasn't really handed – he wasn't really welcomed with the best of, of open arms. Uh, he wasn't – the Agreed. table was not set for him to have success early. I mean, those two Agreed. starts that he had early were they, – they were – that's white gloves slap in the face type stuff. We all know that they're not not a soul. I don't care how talented you are, not one soul is gonna go out there and have much success with what he was thrown out there and asked to do. Mm-hmm. And then then mm-hmm. then you want to critique how he looked after you threw him out there to to crap. So and then they they started to when you started to spend time with him and started to develop what you should have been doing from the jump day one then you yep. see the maturation process and you see that this kid has skills. But all you got to do is look at the tape at Ohio State. Yep. I mean, yes, it's one year, but, I mean, the tape don't lie. You know what I mean? Yep. I hear all these people about analytics and all this other crap. I mean, look at the <laughs> tape. <laughs> I mean, analytics are I overrated. <laughs> analytics are overrated. Yeah. But they're, they're, no, they're, I, they're I, good I, in baseball. I don't know about football. They, they definitely yeah. a lot right. of analytics. Oh, that works, but football, I don't understand how you try to put analytics on a, on a game that has so many momentum swings and so many things intangibles that can happen between injuries, between weather, between any and everything. So, I mean, that it, you can put some faith into it, but you can't, you know, you've never heard of a, fo- a football team winning a championship based off of analytics. Yeah, bravo, mm-hmm. Carol, bravo. Uh, couldn't, uh, you said it perfectly. You just, uh, it's not the same. It's not the same. I mean, there's a place for them. There's a place for them, but they're not the um, thing that you should be. Really, anybody that was watching should have seen, in in my opinion, that he made some real improvements game, just game to game. I was astounded, to tell you the truth. Just literally 
made improvements game to game on specific things. You know, I, I, I was very impressed. I, I was impressed uh, with mm-hmm. it. And I think he's, it's, and it's such a shame. I mean, it, it just makes me, just makes me want to cry. It's such a shame that we're going through what we are right now, because just think if they could have had a full session of OTAs and mini camps, you know, and, mm-hmm all the off-season activities, and uh, we don't even know what, you know, training camp will no doubt be truncated. It'll be compressed, I I think. I mean, I'm just guessing. Nobody really knows, but it's going to be compressed probably. And, you know, even if it's not, everybody's going to feel rushed. Even if they have the same amount of time for training camp, they won't have had any time at all to get into football shape. That's where they get into football shape. So now they got to get into shape shape. You know, because they're all doing virtual workouts with each other and, you know, the coaches are checking in with the guys virtually and kind of trying to watch them, you know, over a computer, you know, to see where they are. And it's just it's just an impossible situation. I I wouldn't, to tell you the truth, you know, I was going through the schedule looking at everybody's um, records from last year and I thought, this means nothing this year no. in my end. I mean, it's, it, it means some things, but... You know, but it's just an it's just an impossible situation. And I've gone through and said, you know, how many wins, losses, whatever. But it's even feels even sillier than doing it in any <laughs> typical season. You know, at this time <laughs> of year, because at least by then we've seen some OTAs, but we haven't even seen that this year. So it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, but I, but I, I don't. I generally try to look at all sides of things, but I, I don't have a lot of, and people will probably get mad at me for this, but I don't have a, have a lot of sympathy for fans that aren't really given uh, Dwayne props because I thought he really made really obvious improvements last year, really obvious to me. They seemed really obvious to me. Yeah, but as we say all the time, fans are fans for a reason. So but yeah, I, I let them like, be emotional and, and we'll, you know, sit back. We're on the record. That's how we feel, and that's why I love being on the record because when it happens, I always come back and throw it in their face. So that's just me. Yeah, right, right, that's right. What... <laughs> 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 and just, just to piggyback on this whole, you know, with the COVID situation, the thing that's interesting is all four teams in the NFC East are have new offensive coordinators and new offenses. So the defense, <laughs> I feel, is going to play a key role in this division going forward with this situation. So you never know what's going to happen with the Redskins having one of the, in my opinion, if not the best front seven in the game once they get on the field and, you know, start working together. It's alternative because it's on paper. We see the potential, but it hasn't happened yet. But if this mm-hmm. defense be dominant and, you know, facing these offenses that's just trying to learn and learn themselves and not having the OTAs and not having the mini camps and just getting thrown into it, there, there might be some flux in this division, and the Redskins might look better than, you know, folks expecting them to. Not saying Super Bowl, not saying division time, I'm just saying going from 3-13 and 13 to maybe a seven-win team would be a great jump, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree. I came uh, – I don't mean to jump in out of turn, but I, I was going through it, and I came up anywhere between 7-9 and nine and 9-7 nine and seven. If, you, if you take into account the, the current situation. It makes it much easier to, like, let it swing both ways. Because, uh, you know, and here's what's really just – you know how many times the Redskins have been – literally just beat up by the NFL when it comes to their strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. So many years they are. And and it occurred to me 
that all four teams are like in the well, they're all in the bottom half, you know, fourth of the NFL in strength of schedule. How does that happen when the when the how does that even happen? Right. What was the Eagles? The the Eagles were the division champs. What was their? I can't remember what their um, record was, but it Nine was better. Seven. It was yeah. It so was it was a lot seven, better than yeah. three and thirteen. Yeah. It so was, I, yeah, I mean. I don't mean to cut you off, Dan, but according to – I was watching NFL Network the other day, and according to their numbers, based on the, the uh, strength of schedule from last year, the Redskins had the fifth easiest uh, schedule. But right. you got to remember, they, they faced the AFC North with Cincinnati and Cleveland being down and with yeah. uh, Detroit. With the, so, I mean, it, it comes down yeah, to numbers. But you're playing the, yeah, but you're playing the NFC West and the AFC North this year, which are two of the better divisions in football – so, mm-hmm. like we just talked about, the numbers say one thing, but the on-the-field stuff means something totally different. Well, absolutely, right. and yeah, and with with um, I, I I would have you know I agree with you about the, our, the front, the defensive front. I just cannot wait. They've invested so much. I can't wait, and and I it just my the thing that tickles me the most is is the. Rook, you know, rookie offense, new not rookies, but offensive court, new offensive coordinators they'll be facing. I just think that that's and with Jack Del Rio at the helm, that just makes me really excited about about the guys there. Really does. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And <clears throat> you look at the schedule. I mean, just just inside the division, okay. You you look at all the turnover between uh, the Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys that they have. Uh, have had here, whether it's offensive pieces, new offensive pieces, some shuffling uh, going on, offensive, defensive, uh, whether it's coaching. Um, and then you look at some of the out-of-division teams, uh, the, you know, the Browns, um, you're, you're looking at uh, the Detroit Lions, the Cincinnati Bengals, um, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, so uh, Carolina Panthers. So when you look at these teams, there's about three or four teams, Seattle, 49ers um, and, and the Ravens that you can look at and say, mm, not much turnover there, solid at the quarterback position, uh, no really major coaches, no coaching changes, no major changes there. Um, so they're adding pieces to what they're doing. Um, I think the Rams can probably go in that as well. Uh, there were some changes, but, I mean, I got to give – I got to give, uh, give uh, you know – Jeez, why am I losing his name now? Um, but I got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, always have loved him when he was here. Uh, and I think he will he will always be prepared. So uh, those are about four or five teams there that you could look at and say, okay, those guys are pretty much, uh, you know, set right there in concrete. Um, they're pretty – they'll be ready to go when the season comes, no matter how we right. start or where this goes. Now that everybody else on that list has major changes. So it evens the playing field a ton. And I understand they had, they're talking about the fifth, you know, easiest schedule, but you've given the Redskins over the past 10 the gauntlet schedule. I mean, yeah, think about yeah. it when they went 9-7. and seven. They murdered them yeah. the next year. They gave them a daggone yeah. 16-0 schedule. So, I mean, <laughs> well, you know, it's about time you get it right. <laughs> there, there, it was probably an accident. There was probably a glitch in the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where. We all know they don't like Washington, not one bit. Yeah, they are, they yeah. hand them the gauntlet every time. It doesn't matter if you're zero and sixteen or sixteen and zero, you get in the top tier schedule. But no doubt. 
So <laughs> at least at least they're they're playing a lot of young quarterbacks. You know, they play a lot of young mm-hmm. quarterbacks. What do they have? Like Matt Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger are the two oldest. Am I missing a vet yeah. in there, a real vet in there somewhere? That's like the – everybody else is either, you know – well, Russell Wilson's Jimmy, been around. But Jimmy's yeah. still young, and you can put Russell, yeah. Yeah, Russell but, I mean, Russell's he's still young, Yeah, really. but everybody else. You got, you got Baker Mayfield, Clark. Joe Burrow, you know, all kinds of um, – and, and Jimmy got hurt last year, so, so yep. he didn't – Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know. Is he going to play for the Panthers? Is that who will start? <sighs> That that's what it sounds like. I, I'm nervous for the yeah. kids, but it'll be yeah. interesting. <laughs> but still, Ryan Finley. There's a lot of youngsters, you know that 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 even with you know Chase Young coming in as a as a new guy on the defensive front, you know with Payne and Allen and Matt Ioannidis and just Ryan Care. I just am so tickled at what they might be able to do between the young quarterbacks and the new offensive coordinators. Just think about it. These jokers got Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Now, last year's coach couldn't couldn't uh, scheme up a defense, uh, you know, if it was like handed to him. He still couldn't right. do it. I'm sorry, I, I gotta. I just. I know you never did like it Greg. was garbage, garbage. The whole <laughs> thing was garbage. <laughs> With all that talent up front, they did absolutely nothing. So now you add well, Chase can, Young this, and you add Jack Del Rio. Exactly. You had Jack right. Del Rio to this mix. I, I, I hear people talk about the secondary, but again, I will keep reiterating. Go look at the Dallas Cowboys for the last 15 years. They've had they've had a bunch of guys who can get it done up front. They had a really good scheme, and it it took the pressure off their secondary. They had one yeah. good corner, one. They haven't had a safety since I don't know Troy Aikman. Like they haven't had a safety over there in a long time. <laughs> Troy but Aikman. That front seven gets after it. And if the risk is going to duplicate that, yeah, that's that's, that's, I feel like it's going to come down to it. This front seven is going to be nasty. And um, I think that's really going to change the culture of this team because we've seen, as we talked about, Rivera and Jack Del Rio work together before down in Carolina and build that team up. I I don't see any difference. I don't see any reason why it would be any different here. But um, let's get ready to go ahead and get into the schedule. If anybody – I mentioned I was having technical difficulties before on my Facebook live feed. Come to find out, Facebook playing some real games. If you follow my page, you know me and Zuckerberg been Uh, beefing for a while. So he didn't block my video. I can't see it. Yeah, Robbie didn't share it to our Sports on the Hill podcast page, but I can't make it public. So I just started a watch party on my page. I I got the YouTube live going. And I got the Facebook Live going with the watch party. So, Zuckerberg, I'm not going to say what I really want to say, but I'm going to find a way to get my product. You can hold me back. You can try to hold me back, but I'm going to keep coming because that's what I do. Go, Karen. Now, you go. Yeah, I'm going to get off my soapbox before I say something. They really block my page and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the schedule. You mentioned week one. Philly, who was 9-7, and seven. it's a home game. We uh, remember what happened last time, the Redskins faced Philly week one, and uh, I don't even really want to get into that. Uh, what yeah, is no. what is your take on this game, and do you think that uh, the, with this virtual training camp that with everyone starting fresh and new, do you think this would be a competitive game? Do you think someone said that uh, they feel like the defense would, would be uh, ready to rock and roll, especially for a home game, first game of the season? Uh, Dujane, I go to you first. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the defensive side of the ball. I think um, 
if you if you've watched anything about the Carolina Panthers uh, with Ron Rivera, and I, I've watched Jack Del Rio uh, since his days here in Jacksonville, um, I expect the defense to tee off on them. You got a, a Carson Wentz who is, you know, let's be real, he's he's injury prone, dude. Um, uh, I think they'll get after him. They got a couple new pieces over there. Uh, their running game in the first week of the season is probably not going to scare you. Um, and, and probably even their passing game. Now, I understand they'll probably have Deshaun. Uh, they'll, they'll probably, you know, they'll probably have Deshaun. And I, but I think they will scheme for that and not do the stupid stuff that, that we saw in previous years and let Deshaun come off the line free because we know that's a big mistake. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, though, because we're talking about uh, not a lot of work for either one of these teams. Uh, preseason is probably going to be where you where you really find try to fine tune or try to get momentum. And I think the first game you're still going to be kind of working out some of the kinks. But defense is what uh, is going to dominate, and I think it'll be a close one. Uh, probably may get a little bit ten points at the end, maybe uh, when it's all said and done. But I think it's one that the Redskins can win. Uh, get the fan, give the fans something to be excited about right out the gate. Uh, Right there at FedEx Field. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to have to go just echo a lot of what you said, DJ, but I I think they're going to lose. And I, (laughs) and I don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, you know, competitive. I think we're going to see some, some real promise out of the defensive front. But I also think that, I also think that, Philadelphia is just going to come in a little bit more confident, and I think the Redskins are going to be working out some more kinks with the shortened season training and things like that. And I just, I, I, I even though it's at home, and I hate to say it, I think they might, this, they might open the gate losing. I just even, I like I'm too. really excited about Sean Davis uh, pairing up with Landon Collins, and I think the defensive front's going to help them. Um, going to be a lot of stuff that's maybe not going to go right just in it and for, through no fault of their own I, I think I would feel completely differently had they had a full off season um, but it just never seems to swing their way <laughs> in this type of that situation yeah that so I'm just going to go I'm just going to go with a loss I'm, I'm going to go with a loss but but I would love to be surprised I'd love it to go the other way for sure. Yeah, I was uh, thinking the same thing. We would finally get a, a quality head coach and, you know, a good draft, and we have the apocalypse start happening when we won't be able to see the Redskins, what they can hopefully improve on. It, it's timing right. is horrible. I can definitely see your point of them not having uh training camp, I mean, the regular OTAs and mini camps and everything to get on the same page, and it definitely could be a hiccup in the beginning. We've definitely seen it before. Uh, week two. They're going to Arizona, who uh, was 5-10, and 10, Kyler Murray, the big DeAndre Hopkins signing. Uh, uh, they they've always played Arizona pretty well, even when they were in the division, going on the road week two. Uh, young team, not sure how that's going to work out, but to me it still should be a victory. What about you, uh, Diane? I, I think they might pull this one off. I think, I think that, that Ron Rivera is such a good coach that he's going to quickly see some things, you know, not everything, because he's still going to be new to the Redskins, but he's going to quickly see some things that he can improve on, and, and it'll be just enough to beat the Cardinals. Um, I, know they're, I know they're away, 
um, but they do have a young quarterback, and um, even their new players will be, you know, as talented as they are, Hopkins, whoever, will be just getting into the groove with their shortened off-season program. I think they might pull this one off. I, I'm going to say it's going to be a win. All right, Dujanae, what do Short you say? Sweet. Um, two, I think it's going to be uh, pretty – it'll be ugly at first. These are two teams that have a, have a lot of turnover. Um, they're adding a lot of new young pieces. Um, and I think for – because of – I don't like Kingsbury. Um, I don't think that uh, these these two coaches marry very well. I think the Redskins will win. Um, you know, I think Jack Del Rio being on the other side – my um, second-year quarterback over there. Um, I think you have some things for him uh, to, to kind of trip him up there, get a couple of turnovers, um, and th- that'll be the difference, I think, in the football game. It's just the, the coordinators, coaching staff between the two, um, defensive coordinators just a little bit little bit more experienced and been there, kind of done that type of thing. And, uh, you know, I don't it take nothing away from Kyler, but I don't, I don't see them uh, getting away with anything uh, with the Redskins. And we too. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Um, week three, going to Cleveland back-to-back road games. Cleveland was six and ten. Uh, they're definitely trying to build something in Cleveland and trying to improve their squad. Uh, so OBJ came out and said that you know he was looking to have a breakout monster season. Uh, Baker Mayfield, as I. You know, we talked about last year with the tougher schedule they had this year, uh, this past year, that I didn't feel like, you know, they were ready to make that step. He would need some more development and, you know, take some hard knocks, which they did. But uh, Cleveland is Cleveland. I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm not going to get into predictions. It's too early for predictions. I'm going to just talk about the schedule. Uh, Dujanae, what do you think about this uh, Cleveland Redskins matchup with both of them trying to get out of the basement and stop being so-called mediocre? I can see the Redskins losing here. Um, and my reasoning on that is last year, I know everybody's hard on Baker, but uh, Baker did regress last year, but a lot of it had to do with the style of offense and giving the offensive lines. Too many times I see this guy back there, uh, you know, he started feeling the rush. He had happy feet. A lot of times he was thrown with unset feet. Um, his blind side was not protected. So a lot of times guys were flushing him out of the pocket. He was having to throw in the run a lot. Uh, so it didn't give him a lot of ch- a lot of chances to throw the ball deep to Odell Beckham and, and all those other guys. Um, they've got the running game to be able to get it done. Now they've got a finally got a nice uh, left tackle over there. Hopefully that can anchor that that side down. Um, I think they have a better coach that understands that you got to run the football more, and this is not sandlot football, tossing it all around without you know having some kind of balance there. I felt like coaching kind of put Baker in a bad position too. Um, Cleveland has always had some type of a defense. Just offensively, they haven't been able to get it together. Uh, this isn't saying anything negative against the Redskins. Uh, I think it'll be a hard-fought game. Uh, I think in their house, um, in week three, I think they're looking to make some turn, looking to turn the corner. Uh, Baker's attitude um, and a solid offensive line with those weapons out there, um, I, have to, I have to give the nod to the Browns. I know a lot of people don't trust them, but – um, I, that's a really good football team over there, even last year. It's just poor coaching. Uh, you know, this guy should have never even had a coach. If, if they're going to hire him, then they should have hired me as a coach because that, that, that was not fitting for, for that football team. And I think now everything should be okay. Uh, they, they got the offensive line together, and I think they can actually 
I think they can actually be something and probably will pull this one out. Diane, what do you say? I, I This is one, play, one time. I, I'll say, let me preface this by saying that out of the whole schedule, this game probably gave me the hardest time um, of many of the things that DJ brought up. Um, but they, they do have a rookie head coach, a new head coach. Uh, they have a new head coach. And uh, Baker Mayfield just didn't have what he needed last year. I know he's got um, Beckham this year. I think Cleveland might beat the Redskins again, you know, this year. And I just think, in a, and I, again, I'm going to go back to the, the shortened um, season, off season. the fact that it's at Cleveland, um, the fact that, they're still going to be working out some kinks, and they—I love a lot of people. This goes under the you know under the radar a little bit, but I love their first-round pick, their tackle, Cleveland's tackle, Willis, Wills. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I always call—I don't know who I'm thinking about when I say Willis, but Wills—and <laughs> that's going to protect uh, Baker Mayfield. I—I kind of think Cleveland's going to be better than than people think, but people are so used to thinking of them being in the basement that they see their name on the schedule and go, win, win, you know, win. And I yep. just, I don't think who they're going to be this year. I think they're going to be a bigger, I think, uh, uh, I think Odell Beckham is really motivated. He, he's really motivated. And when he's, he could be a butthead, but when he's really motivated, I mean, you can't deny his talent. So I don't, they have more weapons. I just, I think this will be a loss for the Redskins. I think I, I, I I'm not spelling doom and gloom, you know, for the season by these first two games, but I just think this might it might take them a little bit longer to really get their stuff together. And and um, I don't. But then I also thought, you know, I went back and forth. I've been looking at it since the schedule came out. I've been back and forth several times, and in the last 15 minutes. I've decided that they're going to lose this game. <laughs> like you said, Carol, you know, it's a little bit idiotic, you know, before we've even seen anybody step on the field to even predict. But just going off, you know, different different things, even with a new head coach, I, I think they might pull this off because I think they're really motivated. I think the team is. They're tired of being right. in the basement too. Yeah. Right. And, that, and I will yeah. play off on that too. I, it, I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like I'm being negative either. I just. I'm just saying. When you look at the Redskins and all the changes that have had to happen, I mean, there's a lot of changes versus what you're looking at with the Cleveland Browns team that is talented. Um, so that's not knocking their talent. I just feel like early in the season like this, we right three, exactly. It's a toss up. You know, it's a really a toss up. And if 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 they squeak one out. If they can squeak past the Eagles, one, I feel like one of these three games they're going to trip and fall in their face, and it's no fault of their own. But like Diane said, it's just the circumstances. No offseason with all these changes, it's going to be hard to get the ball rolling consistently with three weeks into the season. No doubt. I definitely agree. Uh, I'm having they, – uh, they're really screwing with me now. I'm going I'm to restart the stream again. I'm going to try to go live from the Sports on the Hill. Now my YouTube feed acting up. Boy, I tell you, they, they, these Aww. folks are popular and stuff. Uh, we, still got the, we still got the blog talk going, so if I got to transpose it and, and redo it and do a video off of it, I'm going to get it done. They're not going to stop my hustle. I'm not even <laughs> right now. You go. Uh, you go, Carol. Well, make it work. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, if it's just a little bit more work, 
Now you know me, I ain't worried about it. I'm working on it right now. But let's get to week four. Uh, have Baltimore come in here? They ended up fourteen and two. Uh, Lamar Jackson is that man. They definitely made some improvements on their squad after not reaching the potential they felt like they should have been the Super Bowl champions. Um, I'm going to have to get this from the loss because I don't think the Redskins will be able to contend with this quality team and quality franchise. Even though I don't like the Ravens, you can't say too many bad things about them as a quality organization. Uh, Dujane, what do you say? Same. Um, this this team is is on a roll. They just added they added pieces to what they already have. Not too much change here. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson's on the up and up. And, again, it's early in the season. Uh, this game was, you know, late in the season, week 12 and 13. Uh, I'd say toe-to-toe. I don't think this is going to be crazy, but I, I, I think they keep it as close as they possibly can early. But um, I, I just think however it plays out, I think the Ravens are going to win. They're just, you know, it's, it's nothing against the Redskins. They just didn't have a whole lot of changes. And, you know, they were a, a few games away from finding themselves in the Super Bowl. So, you know, this team is, is a well-oiled machine, and they'll probably just pick right up where they left off, uh, given they haven't had a lot of change. No doubt. What do you say, Diane? Yeah, I'm just going to echo what both of you all said. I just, there's not much to say about, the, about this game, in my estimation. Um, they're, they're, they got, and that, we didn't bring up Mark Ingram before. They got a running game. That's everybody's Achilles heel. So, I just, I just don't think the. I think that's the loss. And it's even if the Redskins are improving, I just think the Ravens have, are a better team. I just think they have more talent. They're all, they've been together longer. Um, Lamar Jackson is a really good quarterback. He's a really he's one of my favorites. So there's just not much to add. I would say I agree with both y'all. This is a loss. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is that man. That that dude is ridiculous. Yeah. Out yep. of a ceiling yep. is already good. So mm-hmm. it's going to be crazy watching him in Baltimore for the next 10 yeah. years as long as he's healthy. Uh, I hope they give next- him fits. I mean, I hope they put him on it. I will say I hope our defensive front puts him on edge. They will have been together, you know, this is their fourth week together. I hope they give him a run for his money, but he's really good. Right. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. No problem, no problem. Definitely, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what that Redskins defensive front can at least contain them because you know you can't stop mm-hmm. them. Um, week five, uh, back-to-back home games, we had the Rams coming to town who were 9-7. and seven. Uh, Weren't the Rams that we were expecting to see, you know, after they went to the Super Bowl the year before. Um, no Todd Gurley, Jerry Goff there with some more weapons. They uh, back healthy. Defense, uh I'm not too sure about it. I think they had some uh, free agent departures. But uh, this is definitely going to be an interesting game. Sean McVay coming back to FedEx. And, you know, we know how those that happens when uh, folks leave, come back to the organization, and they feel like they were done wrong or they weren't happy with the way things ended. So um, this is definitely going to be an interesting game. Uh, Rams offense is kind of potent. I think the Redskins is going to be a good game. It's going to be a tight one. Hopefully just keep it respectable. Diane, what do you say? I, I think the Redskins might win this game. Isn't that weird? Don't ask. I'm I'm not even sure I can tell you why, other than Jared Goff hasn't had all the time that he maybe needs um, with, you know, being a young guy the way he is and coming off what he's coming off. I, I, it's Sean McVay, 
And even though there's a big turnover in the um, Redskins organization, there are guys there like Ryan Kerrigan and some of the offensive line and people that that just really want to beat the Rams. This this is just an intuition thing. It it doesn't. It's I I'm saying by now they've been together long enough. Um, he's golf is young. I, I'm not going to um, underestimate the talent and potential that this defensive front has. And I think they might give him a run for his money, even though they have a lot of talent. They're, to me, the Rams are a team that has some really good overall talent, but, but it's not a team that has a guy that cannot be stopped. Does that make sense? Like, like that you can't plan for. And I right. have this feeling that the Redskins might win this game. I I can't really say – I could rattle off a bunch of players' names and stuff, but I can't really say it much better than that. they got some really talented players on their team, but I just think that they don't have Gurley, and that could make a huge difference. I think that's going to make a bigger difference than people think. True, that's definitely possible. Definitely possible, Dujan. What do you uh, What do you say? Yeah, um, Rams had some coaching, uh, some coaches move around and change, uh, especially at the defensive side. Um, you know, they they've got guys like Robert Woods um, on the outside. They got Cooper Cup. Um, you know. I, I don't, you know, they have uh, Van Jefferson. Um, I, I'm, but I don't see the running back that I, I don't see a Todd Gurley. Is what I'm saying. I don't see anybody that you got to have both. And and I love Sean McVay and I love what he does. But um, coming into Washington uh, with that defense, um, yeah, yeah, that's I think a big, they keep it tight. Point. Right, they keep it tight. Um, and then it's going to be on, you know, the Redskins utilizing their run game, their weapons, uh, their young quarterback to, to get wins. It ain't about, you know, it's not about, uh, you know, blowing folks out, but sometimes you got to grind them out. And I, I see this team being just what I think Redskins fans, you know, at least the, the ones that are my age and above saw with this team in years past of, you know, you run the ball first, um, and and of course there will be a lot of creativity with this with this offense. But it's also about being physical on both sides of the ball and defense. And I think that's gonna the finesse ain't gonna it will will have to be slowed down this week uh, in in this week's game uh, when it comes to to this game here. And I think uh, the physicality will outweigh the finesse of the Rams, and, and they should be able to get a nice little win out of this. Yeah, that's definitely what I miss, the physicality, the dominant defense, to be able to, you know, dominate the game. You have potent offenses that, you know, try to dictate the game and try to dictate the pace and everything. But when you have a defense that can, you know, shut that down and take away their bread and butter, it changes the whole complexion of the game. And I love seeing And that's what I'm hoping we're going to see with this uh, team as a dominant defense going forward. Um, let's get into the next game, which will be the Giants. This is, to me, uh, a funny stretch 
going uh, that they have coming up because they play the Giants two out of three weeks. And I don't recall ever seeing that before, but uh, yeah. the first game in week six, they'll be going going to New Jersey to face the 4-12 and Giants uh, with Daniel Jones in his second year. Uh, Eli came out and said that he feels like uh, he'll be able to manage, take over the team and be the lead team leader now that he's retired. He definitely showed promise. I know we made our jokes about him being drafted that high the year before and, you know, whether they see him, but he definitely uh, played well and, uh, progress throughout the season he did have some you know bad games late in the season you know bad reads bad interceptions but he's a young quarterback that's definitely going to try to improve and they're definitely going to try to build around him but uh I always say everyone hates the Cowboys and and, you know hate them the most but to me I hate the Giants because no matter if the Giants (laughs) suck doing well they always find a way to beat the Redskins and that that always blew my mind that's what fine yeah it's like they'll be Three, three and twelve, and nothing to look forward to. But they find a way to beat the Redskins in the last game of the season. The Redskins were trying to get in the playoffs or something. It's just crazy. But uh, I'm never going to, you know, try to predict the, the especially the division game this early. But what do you see from uh, this Giants Redskins early uh, early rivalry first division game for the Skins this year? Do you think? I think it'll be a good one. You know how I feel about Daniel Jones, and I stand by it. You know, you, you made some key points there that I want to emphasize. First off, he, he played bad late in the season, but played great early in the season. Why? Because there wasn't any tape on his behind early in the season, right? So once they figured out they had tape on him and all those Boom. things that I spoke about this season, when he came out of the senior bowl, looks it was the same thing. But the coach wants to try to sell me that – that that was the right pick where they picked him at. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it, and I'm still not buying it. Okay, so there's that. Um, I, I I still stand by the fact that sure, is he serviceable? Absolutely, he has a lot of intangibles, but those are intangible. Um, he has yet to show consistency of putting that together uh, with this defense. Mm, I know they got Saquon, but I'll take my chances bringing my guy. Uh, Landon Collins down in the box, which I probably don't have to. But if I really want to, I can put him down in the box with the rest of the seven, and then I'll I'll let you uh, I'll let you throw over the top with your boy Daniel Jones that you're so high on that that he's going to be the next like you you're talking about him like he's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? And we're we're talking about Gettleman as well. You know, being involved in all of this and wants to to blow this guy up. Hey, if you love the guy, that's great, but he, he is what he is. And I, I don't expect them to come out and do too much against this Washington team, uh, not not from the quarterback position, um, not at all. Dan, what are you so you're saying? you're saying it's a loss? Are you uh, saying that, it's a win? Yeah, it's a loss for the Giants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to second that emotion and say that the Redskins are going to win this. I, first of all, I don't like their chances with a new head or Well, with Joe Judge as the head coach, we'll say it that way, and yeah. Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator. And I'm, I'm not all that high on, on uh, Daniel Jones either. But I also think that this, if, if I'm right and the Redskins pull out a win against Sean McVay and the Rams, that's going to be really big going into the next game, even if they are going to New Jersey. So I think this is going to be a win. I'm not. I'm not. Imp- you know, they they didn't have a good season last year. I. I mean, he. I just can't argue with anything you said about 
about the quarterback, DJ. I wasn't all that impressed with him. And they are – the good news is for everybody in the NFL is that everybody's going to have this truncated season. And mm-hmm. nobody's going to be able to get all their off-season workouts in. And they're coming off of four – what are they, four and 12 or whatever last year? I can't really yeah. – yeah, I think four and 12. So, I don't know. I just – I think they're – there's going to be a lot of psychological stuff that goes into this game because it's the Giants and and if the Redskins do pull off this one against the Rams, I think it's going to start a momentum that's going to carry them for a couple games, few games, and then they, you know, they have the Cowboys next in the bye, so you know that's kind of a lot to look forward to, and there's a lot to be motivated about. Um, you know, they'll be getting more cohesive. And just nothing really on the Giants team scares me all that much. Really, when you, yeah, I'll take one, but I don't know. There's just not much that scares me about the Giants. So I'm going to say this is a win. I I hate the record with them. And we've said that (laughs) multiple years, you know, like you said, Carol, to win a lot of games and then they don't. But I think this might be different. They got a, the Redskins have Ron Rivera now and Jack Del Rio. They're both really experienced. I like their mindset. I like what I've heard from Rivera about how he's, you know, making sure everybody's buying in. And I just think it's going to be a. I think overall it's going to be a different team this year uh, with him. I really, I really like that that pick by Snyder. Really do. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, uh, I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm eager because I've been saying it for the last six years how much coaching makes a difference. And I've had so yeah. many people argue me down, saying trying to blame Daniel Snyder, trying to blame whatever whatever reason why the team wasn't functional under, under Jay Gruden. But I can't wait for, as you say, an experienced coach that's been there, done that, that actually has a game plan, plan that has a football mind, an NFL football mind, let me say, not AFL, but NFL, right. and knows how to right. stick with the run knows how to game plan, knows how to make in-game adjustments, which we know the last uh, coach could not <laughs> Coach could not. Well, I mean, for them to sandbag, that's why I was trying to tell fans, you can't equate the old team to the last six years of Jay Gruden to a mm-hmm. new coach that actually knows what he's doing. So I can't wait yeah. for the season to go down even with the what's going on because when the improvement happens, you know, you know I'm going to be on my soapbox with my chest out calling out all the folks that told me. <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about because coaching plays a very key role in football. It's not just go on the field and knock somebody around. You have to have a coach to set you up for success. In the same way players have to develop, coaches have to develop also. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, we. I, I can't wait. But, uh, okay, let's we already uh, segue into the Thursday Thanksgiving big game against Dallas. No, hold up. I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're uh, right. I got yeah, a little ahead right. of myself. Oh, no, no, that's <laughs> the first game. Right, that's our second yeah, game. Yeah, the first game against Dallas. That will be a home game. Dallas was 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, We spoke about them briefly earlier. They uh, definitely are a quality team, even though a lot of folks hate them. They got Zeke. They got Dak under the franchise. I I want to get your take on that, uh, both of you guys' take on the Dak and Andy Dalton situation. You know folks can put their own spin on it, but I see it as, a, you know, you're getting them on the cheap, uh, Andy Dalton, you're paying Dak, what, 31 under the franchise, 31 million under the franchise. Might as well get a cheap backup that has experience that, you know, if Dak gets hurt or whatever, whatever, you can bring him in. Uh, Dujanate, 
how do you feel about that Andy Dalton pickup, and do you see anything wrong with them doing that, uh, signing him, that do you think that they're doing that dirty or whatever, I guess, is the sentiment I've been hearing? Um, no, I don't think they're doing that dirty at all. Um, you know, I say the same thing about this situation as I said about the Green Bay situation. Um, when you look at Dak Prescott, uh, you, you actually think if he gets hurt that Clayton Thorson is going to come in and, and keep things going? I mean, <laughs> or, or do you do you want this dude, uh, Ben Danute, is he going to come in and, and keep things going? Because, you know, I, I don't know. Um, the, uh, they had another quarterback that they released. Obviously, he wasn't good enough to keep. Um, so I, I don't think that anybody had confidence in him. I mean, it's just like it's just like asking it's just like asking uh, Tony Pollard to come in and be Ezekiel Elliott and keep that same pace if he gets hurt. That's not happening. So they needed a capable guy and in, in a capable backup. Um, and Andy Dalton reminds me of of a Romo 2.0. Um, he can throw touchdowns. Uh, he, he's pretty good at winning regular season games. He has not won a playoff game. But, um, I mean, look look at the stats. I mean, the guy puts the ball in the end zone more than he puts it into the opponent's hands, um, moves the offense pretty well. And if you need a guy to come in, let's say that that doesn't decide not to, to show up here um, and, and we're going to play this cat and mouse game of paying him or not paying him, which I think is absolutely absurd, uh, you have a capable backup. If he comes and plays and he gets hurt, you have a capable backup. And one thing we forget in this league, and it seems to have been a forgotten art uh, for a long time, is that in this league there are not too many capable backups on rosters. I mean, there's significant drop-off at quarterback if your starter gets hurt. And Dallas did themselves a solid by getting a guy on the cheap that is not, not just cheap for the pockets because we all know that they, they are strapped when it comes to money. Um, mm. But it's also a guy that can keep the offense going like a John Kitna. Um, no, and, boy, and, no. and, and that way there's no drop-off. You know, I, you mean, go and, and I know people say, oh, John Kitna. But, yes, John Kitna came in and managed offense as well. I can throw Jason Garrett yeah, in there did. when he was quarterback. All of those guys. He came in and ran that offense well. And that's what they got. Finally, I mean, somebody in this league, and it's something that Jerry has done that's been smart um, along with their draft, which I, I really love their draft, um, but that is a smart move by them. You have to have a capable quarterback in this league. You can't go in here, you know, thinking that, oh, my quarterback's going to be good for 16 games because I've got a great offensive line. Well, as soon as one guy goes down and, and your offensive line is now like le- leaking like a sieve, and your quarterback has to run a little bit more, he's probably more likely to get dinged up or, or, or hurt, and he's going to miss a few games. And then you're stuck with uh, Clayton Thorson. <laughs> so um, it, 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 it's not a good look if you're trying to make playoffs. And we all know as much as Jerry hasn't made the greatest decisions uh, in past years, uh, this team has the ability to make the playoffs if they can put it all together, um, most fans feel uh, in Dallas that it was coaching staff. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But great pickup for them, uh, probably one of the smartest moves that uh, they have made outside of trying to, even though I didn't like them giving up that many picks for Amari Cooper, um, that was probably the next best thing that they've done uh, here with the franchise. 
Diane, what do you think about the uh, Dak Andy Dalton situation? Well, I th- I think that it was a really smart move. But first, before I mean that was a smart move for every reason DJ said. But DJ, you think the Redskins are going to beat the Cowboys? Absolutely not. They're going to get swept. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Just all that. Here, here's my yeah, here's my reason yeah. though, real quick. They have they have uh, Michael Gallup. They have Amari Cooper, and then you add CD Lamb to that. Um, uh, and, yeah. and and they have a capable coach that knows how to to put talent on the field. I don't. I'm not a huge Mike McCarthy fan, but I, I will say that oh, with a running back of that capability and Ezekiel Elliott, I do like Tony Pollard and what he brings to the table. He reminds me of a Chris Thompson type uh, running back. You add you add that with the the, the likes of Ceedee Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, uh, and and Michael Gallup. Just just those three guys. We ain't even getting into the tight ends. We're not getting into all the other stuff. That's enough right there. That's a lot to have to deal with, and he will know how to put those guys in position and scheme up things that will get the offense moving and doesn't make this stagnant. And he will be balanced, unlike Jason Garrett, who thinks that we can just willy-nilly, you know, sand lot football, just just toss it around, baby, just throw it around and abandon the run when it's working. Just just do something else because it's working. We don't want things to work. we we got to get cutesy. So I don't expect that to happen this year. I think there will be a lot more sound. I think some of these little hiccups you see with the Cowboys over the past 20 years will will start to dwindle a bit. Um, obviously, we know that Jerry, and I know a lot of fans that I talk to, feel that as long as Jerry's there, kind of like the Al Davis thing, as long as he's there, they're not winning anything. But uh, you got to give credit where credit is due. And um, I think there you know, were a few pieces away and a coach away from being able to make noise. And I think they're way – Way better, head above heels. They have been over the last couple of years better than than the Redskins. That doesn't mean they're going to get like blown out like they have been over the years. But uh, it'll be a competitive game. It'll be fun. But unfortunately, the Cowboys fans are going to have something to talk about for the next, you know, for the next year at least. But hopefully, Redskins fans will have something to talk about as well when it comes to to the record and uh, improvement. And that that's really what it boils down to is improvement and. and and, um, you know, and, and looking like we're you're moving in the right direction and looking like uh, a capable football team, and I think that they will. They just won't be able to beat this team this year. Alex, what do you say, Diane? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a loss as well. I, I Nobody's really talking about this uh, new wide receiver that Dallas has, this John V. Johnson, but I really like him. I think he might um, be a good backup for Amari Cooper and I really like the fact I, – I, I actually love – I love the fact that uh, Jones brought in Andy Dalton because I think it's going to keep – I think it, it's kind of going to keep Dak Johnson uh, – Dak Prescott, I'm sorry, focused. Um, I sometimes think he has a tendency to not be focused on everything that he's supposed to be focused on. And I think he's a really talented quarterback, but – I think it's going to be a great competition for him, and I think it's going to put him on his toes. And I just I, – they just have a lot of talent. Amari Cooper amazes me. And, um, you know, Zeke just comes in and seems to have his way with the Redskins despite their defensive front. They may be able to give up – put up a good, really good fight, but I just think it's going to have to be a loss. I just – we'll see. I mean, and, and I prep – you know – I'm going to qualify all of this with, you know, let's get through training camp and all of this could change. But, um, 
Yeah, because we don't, you know, we've not seen anybody do anything yet. And even in when they're in OTAs and mini camps, we're still seeing them run around in gym shorts and T-shirts. So it's even hard then. <laughs> this is just off yeah. the top of our heads, right? I mean, we're just looking at the records and the situation and, and the teams and their records and their players. And it just, I just, they just have a hard time with the Cowboys and they know them really well. And and I know Jason Garrett's not there anymore and that's going to be a good thing for the Cowboys, in my opinion. So, uh, I just I think it's a loss. I I like Mike McCarthy a lot, and I really like Mike Nolan um, as a defensive coordinator. So I, yeah, I think I it's going to be that. yeah. I think it's going to be. I think they're going to put up a really good fight, you know, for De- Dwayne Haskins, and and it's going to be a loss, uh, which is a drag going into the bye because I you know there's nothing worse than going into the bye with a loss. It's horrendous. But there there it is. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. I mean, with Ron Rivera as the head coach, we've seen some of his uh, post-game speeches. So I think uh, if they do, you know, fall short, this is the perfect guy to have to, you know, yeah. basically give him the real and not, uh, you know, not sugarcoat stuff and make excuses and he's going to hold him accountable. So it's definitely yeah. uh, going to be a different feel. Uh, we're about an hour into the show. I'm having real technical issues. I done restarted the feed. Robbie didn't share it out. I'm not sure how it's going to end up. But like I said, I'm going to get the whole thing out there. Anybody wants to call yeah. in and give any comments or any concerns, uh, you can always call in the True Radio Hotline, 347-884-9299. We're just about halfway through the schedule already, actually getting into the game. Uh, the Giants, I can yeah, mention, I'm, they'll be paying. Go ahead. Carol, I got about 20 minutes. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I got about 20 minutes. I just wanted to let you All know. All right, we're going to speed round for the last games then. All right, we know how we like Lightning to get these Yeah, all right. We, uh, it's have too fun. Four it's 12 so fun. Giants. Yeah, that will be that'll be coming to FedEx. We already mentioned the Daniel Jones and the Sanquan Barkley situation, and, and you know we think the Redskins will be able to handle the Giants. What do you say, Diane? I think they're going to beat the Giants. I think they're going to sweep them this year. Nice. No, they're not going to sweep them. They're going to win this second. Yeah, they're going to they're going to win this game specifically because Ron Rivera is their coach. That's that's why. I mean, notwithstanding. Um, injuries or whatever might have happened in the first eight games they or seven games they still they they're coming off a bye if they if they do lose to the Cowboys they're going to be stung PO'd whatever he's a great motivator they have talent you know regardless of the losses they have talent I love Terry McLaurin I love I love Dwayne Haskins I don't have to tell you how I feel about the defensive front we haven't even talked about uh, Davis coming in now to play free safety with um, Landon Collins. And I just – things are going to be coming together. They're going to have some time, you know, to either lick their wounds or get even more motivated if they somehow do pull off a win against the uh, Cowboys. And having lost to the Giants before, I think they're going to beat them this time. They're they're at home. Who knows what's going to be happening with injuries. I, for, I, I think they're going to – I think they're going to beat them the second time they play them. Coming off what the bye you, with Ron Rivera as the coach. No doubt. Do you, you agree with that, Dujanay, that if they do take that first loss, that they rebound back and uh, get that get that split that we've always seen to get with these Giants? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I feel like this is going to be – this will be the team that they sweep in the division. Um, I just think they're better than them uh, in a lot of spots. 
a lot of changes over there in New York. Um, they've added a few pieces on the offensive line that will have to start for them. Uh, they're young kids. Um, then you add that with a young quarterback. Um, I understand you have Saquon Barkley, but oh, you know, give me give me give me a wide receiver that scares me, and I'm and I I'm sure you can't not not with what we have not with what the Redskins have secondary wise front seven wise and coaching staff. So I, I think this will be the team that they'll actually sweep in the division on. Yeah, you know what? Let me correct myself. I just looked back at my notes here, and I did have them beating the Giants the first time. My bad. Sorry about that. Right. So, yeah, you're right, DJ. Sweep. <laughs> It'll be their first and only sweep <laughs> yep. in I would many, love... many years. Yeah. yeah, I would love to sweep the Giants. That would be great. Uh, next game is actually on my birthday, the 15th, where we're facing the Lions awesome. in Detroit, who finished 3-12. and 12. And uh, awesome. I'll let you guys take it away since we're in the speed round. I always give my predictions always later on. Uh, Dujanae, what do you say about this Lions game with uh, Stafford coming back after the start that he had to the season and ended, ending prematurely due to injury? What do you uh, say about this game? Well, if Stafford is here, I, I say coaching-wise, coaching I believe that this can be a win for the Lions. Um, I think it's a loss for the Redskins, um, and it's nothing to do with uh, it. You know, Matt Patricia, I, I saw something out of Matt Patricia at the Senior Bowl, um, and, and when I get to Cincinnati, I'll tell you that story too. But um, it, he had his guys prepared, and I don't think people really realize how hard it is for these coaches to prepare in such a short period of time and get all these different players together to, to formulate a game, make it look like a game and not like some kind of, like all-star, you know, just out here running a bunch of plays and, and not look organized. I, I thought uh, Matt Patricia did an excellent job. And if he has Matthew Stafford, I think that's the that's the, the thing. I don't like to use the word X factor, but uh, I think that's the deciding factor there um, in the game. It'll probably be something late, hit something, you know, big or whatever. Um, I like the way he coaches. I like how he has his guys prepared, how physical they are. Um, I think this will be a team that will be very well underestimated, um, especially if they can, you know, I, I know he kind of rubs people the wrong way as well. So, um, you know, obviously unity is a, is, is a big issue. Uh, team unity is a big issue, especially with the, the short and off season and all of that. But I, I like what, what he does, and I think it will be a loss for the Redskins. I, I'm not going to say it's going to be awful. It's just they're not going to win this game. Um, I think it will be the Lions. I'm going right. to um, jump in here and say I think the Redskins are going to win. And and I only say that because I think they're – I'm hoping that they're going to be coming off, you know, just like really building their – you know, having gone through the whole season, I'm I'm hoping they're going to be building on their um, momentum. And, and I know they have – I know that the Lions have a, you know, pro bowler in their Kenny Galladay, you know, receiver – and Matt Stafford is a real pro, and he's going to be really motivated. And I love their first-round draft pick, cornerback that could give um, – if, if he's playing. I mean, I don't know. Jeff – what's his name? How do you pronounce – Jeff Okuda? I'm trying to remember. Let me – Yeah. I can't find my – yeah, is that right? He's he's yeah. good. And But I, I, I don't know. I'm just counting on – Part of my research just in the whole season has been doing a lot of uh, backtracking on Ron Rivera, and I just think he's – I'm so tickled about him as a coach for this team. And if the wins have built up the way I think they could, 
I think they're going to just be getting better and better, and the Lions could be the recipients of a pretty good, motivated team, you know, coming off their second win at home. Um, I know they're traveling to Detroit, but – and I'm not – please don't think I'm predicting a win every game out <laughs> from here. But I just – I think I think that Detroit's mediocre at best, and the Redskins might be better than we think. So I'm going to say it's right. going to be a win. All right. And we're going to the next week. They have Cincinnati at home, ended 2-14. and 14. Uh, I know Chase Young said that this is one of the games he has circled on his calendar going up against the number one pick in Joe Barrow at quarterback. Uh, Dujanae, what do you say about this game? And let's get your story about the uh, that you have for us about the Cincy. I'm, I'm not impressed with Zach. Uh, you know, Zach Taylor, I'm not impressed. Um, yeah, I, I felt that his team was the least prepared uh, in the time given, and I understand the difficulty. So you know, don't don't uh, you know, don't get me wrong there. But you're an NFL coach, and it's your job to get these guys prepared. And it's not like you have to give them intricate things to do or intricate <laughs> plays to run. This is simple stuff. And those guys, that is the, the, the least prepared team I've seen at a senior bowl since I've been covering it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I, nice guy. Zach's a nice guy. But um, you got a new quarterback. Um, you got a Where'd whole bunch go? of new pieces here. Uh, there's no way they're coming in here. Um, Zach Hello. Taylor and Ron Rivera, yeah, I, I don't see that being a win at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> what do you say, Diane? Hello? Did we lose you, Diane? Uh-oh. Let me check the board. Like I can say I've been having some technical difficulties. Make sure I didn't Uh-oh. lose. It still shows. Uh, uh, her call must have dropped. Uh-oh. Well, we'll see if we can get her back on. Oh, there she go. That was fast. Hey, Diane, you back with us? I am. I don't know what All happened right. there. That was weird. That was hey, weird. I, I said the same thing, but uh, I know your time is short. Let's go ahead and get like Cincinnati 2 or 14. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put that down as a win for the Redskins. I totally agree about Zach Taylor. And um, we got a new quarterback with, you know, a young quarterback with Ryan Finley and Joe, I mean, Joe Burrow. I just don't, I just, I'm going with the, I'm going with the momentum and the defense that that I think the Redskins are going to have, uh, I two and fourteen last year. Did yeah. they make that many improvements that this year? I'm, no. I was looking at their draft, and I just don't. They nope. just didn't. They didn't, except for Joe Burrow. They they got a wide receiver in the second round, and and a linebacker. That's good, but and everybody needs those positions. But I just don't think they're that good. They need some time. Yep. All right, then we have the big. Thanksgiving Day game, Redskins Cowboys mm. in Dallas. Uh, Diane, what do you uh, take away from this uh, game? I'm <laughs> taking away a loss. I can't help it. I'm so sorry. It's Thanksgiving, yeah. and I think they're they might be a little bit too big for their britches. And the Cowboys are really good. And you know, as we get deeper into the season, and you want to be playing better, you know, towards the end of the season, and they. They had the bye just pretty recently, but um, I just think that they always play the Cowboys tight, and you just never know what's going to happen. I'll qualify it again with who knows. 
But <clears throat> my first instinct is to call it a loss just because right. of history and, yeah, history. I'm going to say history. <laughs> yeah, no dudes already said it's going to probably be a, a lose to the Cowboys twice. But uh, uh, yep. we we know how those in Dallas – Thanksgiving games go. I'm gonna stay optimistic. I I think they can pull it out. I I just I just got to break you. the trend. I could I couldn't let those two ride. I had I had to throw it in there. But uh, next up you. they have glad to hear. <laughs> yeah, going uh, back road games again. This is a tough stretch to have three back to back road yeah. games. They have on going to <clears throat> Pittsburgh eight and eight with that dominant defense and. Been coming back again and again and again. Uh, Dujanae, what do you think about this game? You know, I, I like the Redskins' chances. Um, oh. You know, I, Pitt, Pittsburgh doesn't scare me at all, um, really. Um, don't get me wrong. Mike Tomlin always has his guys prepared. Um, but Roethlisberger is Roethlisberger. We ain't seen this dude in a while. And he had a pretty significant injury. You're telling me that he's going to come back and we just going – act like it's sunshine and rainbows and everything's all hunky-dory and he's just the same old ben, Big Ben, right? Mm, I don't think so. And uh, I would assume that um, Jack Del Rio know that that's a – he can move. He's a big boy, but, you know, he ain't exactly, like, moving like Michael Vick speed. He ain't moving Russell Wilson speed. So, with that defense, they're going to try to – you know, hit him up a little bit. We know Big Ben, when he gets hit a lot and there's a lot of pressure around, do be tossing up, you know, ducks for people to take. And um, I expect Jack DeRio's defense to be opportunistic. He said they're going to be playing, facing the football, um, and looking at the quarterback. So you can expect that uh, they can get there and rattle him up a little bit. They can get a couple picks. Um, But with that said, this ain't the game that I actually think they're going to win. So, um (laughs) Uh, I, I, I think it might be a close loss, a close loss, but I think this is one that can go either way. I really do, because I really don't think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are that much of a dominant squad. That we're not talking about a polished football team like somebody like the Cowboys or or, or you know the Ravens or somebody like that. Um, you know, yes, they have the history, um, but last year they didn't look so great. And I, I don't think they're a quarterback difference from being better, uh, you know, eight and eight football team for them possibly, but I don't think they're that significantly, that much significant, you know, significantly better than the Redskins when you add Big Ben to, to the mix. Diane, what do you say? Yeah, I, I'm not too impressed with them right now. Um, Ben's getting older, and that it was a significant injury. And I think, I think our defensive front, is, and I, I think they're gonna. I think Ron Rivera is gonna tear the team up <laughs> if they if they do lose the team the game on Thanksgiving. I think he's gonna have an impact on you know by whatever he says or does. Uh, they will have had a little mini buy after that Thanksgiving game makes a difference, you know, since that's a Thursday game. And then they'll be coming in to – and you know what I love? I love that this is playing, being played at Pittsburgh. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know how horrible it is to get these terrible towels into FedEx Field? It's horrible. <laughs> and I just think that they, play, they will play better in Pittsburgh. Um, I think that 
so that the Pittsburgh travels so the fans travel so well. I think that has an impact on the team. I think Ron's going to tear them up after they lose to the Cowboys, and I think they're going to win the game. I think that the that Ben's going to not know what hit him with the defensive front as long as everybody's still healthy. As long as everybody's still healthy. That said, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, I like uh, so that. I think Skin's going to win. All right, well, I'm going to go to the goal to do the next two games together so we can try to get this so we can get you uh, taking care of your business. We get two so NFC West Sorry. battles. No, we got, uh, we got uh, Way in San Francisco, as I said, the third back to back to back road game, who finished 13 and 3, Super Bowl uh, NFC champion, Super Bowl uh, per- participant, not winner. And then they face Seattle at home, 11 and 5, which is always a tough task with Russell Wilson and that quality defense year after year. Uh, Diane, I'll get your take on those two games, and we'll go to Dujanet. Yeah, I'm going to say they're going to lose both of those games. And the first, the first game against the 49ers is pretty, yeah, it's kind of easy to pick. You know, they got they got Trent Williams there. He's going to be really motivated. It's Kyle Shanahan. But you know what? This was this was actually I say that like that was an easy decision. Kyle, Kyle doesn't know anything. I mean, he knows stuff by that by now. There will have been tape to watch, et cetera. But it's not it's not a um, Jay Gruden team now. It's not it's it's going to be a different Redskins team. And I hope that and I think that Ron is a good enough uh, coach with the other coaches he's got on the team. Scott Turner, offensive coordinator. Jack Del Rio, they're going to probably save something special for this game. and um, But I'm not sure it's going to be enough because I think that – I think it's going to be a really good game. Don't get me wrong, I think it's going to be really good, but I think they're going to lose um, because only because Kyle will have had his team together a little longer than than Ron Rivera will. And against, and against Seattle, I just never have any – hope that the Redskins can beat Seattle. <laughs> Russ Wilson yeah. went to the Pro Bowl last year. I just I don't ever trust them in Seattle. And or no, they're playing Seattle at home, but I just don't ever trust them with Seattle. Um I don't know. The hardest football can sometimes be end. That's when you should be playing your best. But I just think these two games are going to be killers even as uh, even after beating uh, the Steelers. I think these two games are going to be tough. It's definitely going to be a tough one with those quality defenses and hard-hitting teams. Dijonay, what do you say? Yeah. See, I got a split, but this is very hard, and this is why, you know, we'll we'll be more definitive later once we can see some yeah. bodies moving around on the field. Definitely. Because I'm thinking eight or – I'm thinking seven wins is a definite for this team. There's possibility of eight eight wins, and, and there's that bonus of a nine. But at least seven or eight. And it's hard for me to make this decision, but I really think that the San Francisco game is the game that they actually sneak up and win. And I think there's variables in this. Um, you know, obviously there's no really no ties too much uh, to the Redskins. Obviously a whole new coaching staff, you know, so Kyle doesn't have that going for him. And there's not that talk there. But there's this thing with our, our you know, our, our big guy who, who left us and is, go, is over in San Francisco now. And I have a feeling that they are wanting to get after him. This is going to be a fun little game of chess, but they're going to look to look to get after him and say, hey, you know what, this is why we were okay in getting rid of him um, and letting him go. Um, I, I think they're going to get, 
I think they're going to get after him, and I think they're going to try uh, to um, – I don't want to say it's an embarrassment thing, but I just think they're going to try to expose some things of weaknesses of where he is as far as his age and, and where he's at in his career, and they're going to try to do some things they saw uh, that he, he got exposed for uh, here in Washington. And I think that'll be the difference maker. I think we all believe that the defense will will be uh, a formidable, uh, you know, you know, uh, opponent for any team. Um, and I, I think this is where you start to to get the ball rolling. They've got plenty of running backs. Uh, they've got got the guy that I really like in Antonio Gibson as the Swiss Army knife that they'll be using. Uh, they have, you know, the, everything will start to go. Dwayne will be comfortable. Um, you know, this isn't a this, obviously they're a good football team, but they're not they're not a juggernaut to where you're afraid of them. They're no New England Patriots. You know what I mean? They're far from that. And I think with this added thing with Trent, I think it's going to be a little bit. It's just an inside thing for them. But it's kind of like uh, you know we know how well Ron Rivera motivates. So I think it's kind of like a Jordan thing where they're going to find something to be pissed about and they're going to go after Trent and they're going they're going to beat him up and then they're going to shake his hand after the game. And say, you know how smart Kyle is, though, DJ. That is true. I, I think they can win. I think they can win that <laughs> I San Francisco bring it up. game, though. I had but to bring I, it I up. don't see them winning Seattle. I don't see that happening. Yeah. yeah, Seattle's a nice, complete team, and you know, as long as they stay healthy, and I see they're still in the talks of signing Marshawn Lynch. So if they get him back in the fold, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's oh God, where no. you're... <laughs> yeah, oh, God, all right. No. Let's go ahead and wrap up the last two games so we can get uh, get Diana out of here. Uh, we got week fifteen. Uh, week, well, I'm not even going to go to. We got Carolina, who Rivera already said is just a, another game to him, which we know isn't true. And then we have Philly wrapping up, away, playing Philly away, wrapping up the football season. They start up with Philly and ending with Philly. Um, what do you say about these last two games, Diane, with Carolina and uh, Philly? Carolina at home and Philly oh. away. I think I, I'm going to give Carolina to um, – I just – I got to give it to Ron. I, I just – and by now he's really going to know his team, and this has got to be so motivating for him. And, I, I mean, is Teddy Bridgewater going to be their quarterback? Does he, That's what it seems like. Are they going to – I know. They're not going to play Will Greer. <laughs> I, I just – I can't nah. – I can't – he doesn't scare me. And and I don't think he scares any of this defense. And I just I don't know. I, they've had a lot. They had a lot of problems. What were they last year? They were what I don't know. Five and eleven or four and twelve. I think they were five, five and, and eleven. Five yeah, and eleven. Yeah, and yeah. So they just they don't scare me. And it's 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 at home. And I just think this it's a given. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a gimme and and say they're gonna win. And I, and I'm gonna be honest here about this last Eagles game. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm just not gonna because I have no idea if they're gonna win or lose this game. I could not. I I tried to do some analytics. I went to Pro Football Focus. I looked at a bunch of grades, and, all, and I'm said, "Yep, just forget about it. You can't do it." So I'm. It's a toss This game is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, not I, doing I, it. Yeah, I can't do ahead, it. I'm I, sorry. I, 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 mean, I can't pick it. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to do a coin toss on that one. Yeah, it could go either way. I just I can't do it. I can't commit either way. I, I really can't. It's there's so many things that's so dependent on at that point this early. Yeah, so y'all take the plunge. I'm not doing it. You can't make me. Just gonna put an asterisk by that one. <laughs> come, come back later to that. One. 
Yeah, yeah, before I go to you, Deuce, I'm going to go ahead and let Diane, I know she's short on time, so I'll go ahead and let her, let her give her a shout-out. Let the folks know where they can I'm find so you sorry. at and uh, what you got going on coming out late, uh, coming out short soon. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just back. I, I've been away, been doing some things, been doing some filming. So, uh, yeah, I've been kind of out of the – I've been – on the scene, on the phone, but I haven't been writing, and I'm back at it now. So glad that it uh, coincides with the Redskins getting back into, you know, the NFL getting back into action. But my Twitter is uh, at DieCheeseBro, and uh, Instagram is DianeCheeseBro, and Facebook is DianeWebCheeseBro. So, but Twitter's the best place, at DieCheeseBro, is where you can find me. I've got a couple articles coming out tomorrow, and I'm really excited that, that Roger Goodell had the kahunas to put out a, a a schedule for the season and i just pray that we have one you know i just pray we have one and carol i always have such a good time talking to you i'm so sorry i have to go I have another commitment coming up but thanks so much for having me tonight it was oh, great fun I'll, it was so good dj it's good to hear your voice too good to hear your voice too absolutely yeah, as always yeah you yeah and i'll see you guys on social media i know it yes indeed <laughs> <laughs> And hopefully we had a training right. camp because I, I am making plans to get down there, so I can't wait oh, for yeah, it to happen. Too. Me oh, too. yeah. Oh, you going to be down there, too, dude? Oh, yeah. We, I, me I and Deuce, they know. Oh, and we've never met in person, so it would be great to finally meet you in person. We've known you, what, almost eight to ten years now, man? Yeah, man. It's been a while. That'll be great. Yeah, That'll so be great. Good to finally, yeah. yeah, we got to have, have a meet up at training camp, so that hopefully everything goes off without a hitch. Yeah, Diane, appreciate you taking the time. I'll let you uh, go ahead and go, and we'll talk to you later. Well, I'm looking wow, forward to dinner in July, okay? Yes, yes, yes ma'am. That's well, we're going to have a good time. Indeed. It's going to be fun. All right, Doc, All right we'll care. talk to you later, Diane. Thanks so much. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Great, as always, having Diane on. She always is fun and always have great insights. And, uh... Let's go ahead and finish up this schedule. I mean, you can chop it up for a little about some things I want to pick your brain about. But what do you feel about right. the uh, Carolina game, Ron Rivera's revenge against the 5-11 and uh, Carolina Panthers and the Redskins purge their offensive coordinator and hoping to make Gibson into the next Christian McCaffrey? Man, Matt Rule is a, is a college coach without Luke Peekley. It's an L, mm. a big, <laughs> fat L. I mean, I, and, and anybody want to argue the point? You tell me what wide right receiver on that on that squad scares you? And DJ Moore? Not really. Mm-mm. Not not with that defense at this point in the season. We, are, I think, everybody knows this is a complete teardown and rebuild for Carolina. They ain't bringing too much to the table. Um, you know, they're looking to you know stockpile talent as they go along. It's not saying that this this team is like absolute trash. But they they're not beating the Redskins, and Ron Rivera gonna get some get back. Uh, they also uh, mishandled uh, Cam Newton, a guy that he really took under his wings. So you know he he's not the kind of guy to come out and say those types of things. But <laughs> Jordan mentality, you best believe he will be prepared uh, to uh, let the organization know that he shouldn't have been fired and uh, that they shouldn't have treated Cam Newton the way that they did. So that's an L. I mean that's an L for the uh, the Panthers, um, and I think it's an L. With the, I'm just gonna call it. I I told I said it earlier. They sweep in the Giants, and that's the only team that I believe that as of right now I believe they will sweep. Um, you know, in, in the season for for the NFC East, 
Um, and that pretty much puts my wins around seven or eight. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see them winning against the Eagles. Uh, I think they, they would split with the Eagles. Um, it, and whether and it very well could be, like Diane said, they could come out because of all the, the uh, you know, the lack of, of off-season work um, and not, not, just not be enough together to win that first game and they could win this last game as they get momentum. But one or the other, they're going to lose one of these games and I'm just since I said they're gonna win the first one, I think they'll lose this last. Okay, I feel you. It's definitely gonna be an interesting season going forward with everything that's going on, new additions, new coaches, this virtual training yep. camp, and everything. But uh, I also saw uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Larry uh, Larry Wolford from New uh, New Orleans, uh, left guard, seven years in the league. He was released. Uh, I've seen some folks saying that the Redskins should maybe try to, you know, pick him up and see what he can do. Have you Are you familiar with him at all, being down in that area uh, and covering the uh, NFC South? Yes, and I ask, for what? For, for what? We're going to bring him into Washington for what? Look, look at the roster. They, I, I believe that the Redskins have capable talent to play guard. You're asking that you're going to bring in a guy to play guard? I mean, Wes, you mean tell me that, that Wes Martin can't play guard. I thought he played pretty decent when he got in. Uh, Pierce Parker can't, can't, can't move over to guard. Guard. We're talking about guard. Nah. I, and I don't, nothing takes nothing away from this guy. I just don't see bringing – if you're going to bring in somebody, bring in a tackle. You know, if you want to bring in a tackle, that's fine. I'm all for that competition. Um, you know, Morgan ain't going to scoff at it. And quite frankly, I don't have a problem with giving him or the, the young pup a little competition uh, or whoever else you want to put out there and tackle, uh, you know, uh, was his uh, drawn Christian. So whatever. But I, nah, ain't no way. I mean, again, I say for what? You got plenty of guys who can play guard on the roster. You need tackles. If you want to bring some competition in, bring in some tackles. Uh, you know, other than that, nah. I don't even want to smell a guard. <laughs> I mean, they got enough room under the cap that they need to make a move and tackle that. I sure. feel that, you know, somebody's going to get cut, you know, at the end of training camp from somewhere else that they might be able to pick Absolutely. up. Yeah, or someone, now, you know, Now, shine. if you get a quality guy, that, and that's another, that's a good point, Carol. That's a good point about guys getting cut late. Now, that's why you don't rush to fill up with a bunch of guys because, you you know, only people who do stuff like that are people who are scared to death. You know what I mean? They're running, they're picking up every little thing that drops because they're afraid somebody else will get to it first because they can't evaluate talent. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think that this squad has that, uh, has that problem right now. And they'll come out, and, and when, like you said, when a couple people get dropped, some, somebody, everybody can't keep everybody. There'll be some little gem that'll get dropped out there. And if you want to pick up those guys, that's fine. But trying to do stuff like this early, uh, you know, and picking up guys is because they've been released, you know, because they they played in the position and they had a little longevity and they may have had some success. Nah, I, I don't – I'm all about youth and youth. And if you can find young, experienced people along the offensive line, that's great. But um, no no more old people. If you want to bring in some guys that have been in the league and they're older and they've had some years on them, you know, just Donald Penn is still out there and he's played here. So, you know, I, I know – he wasn't perfect, but, I mean, if you're going to do that, then you might as well just do, 
you might as well bring back people that have already been in the system that can help you, that have already been here, understand understand the confines. I understand this is a whole new, you know, it's a whole new newness. But, you know, bring in some people that the guys know and they can drive with and can get in. You got enough new people here. If you want to bring in somebody, bring in some young talent at tackle. But don't bring me no guards unless he can play tackle. <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, what you got working on, Dujanay? I know I saw you put a good article out about gifts, and I didn't get a chance to share it like I was trying to because I'm on restriction again. Like I said, Facebook boy, man, boy, I swear. But uh, what, uh, what you, I know you got coming out, man. What you working on this week, man? Man, we um, I'm gonna be looking at uh, looking at trying to talk to talk about some other teams, um, looking at some other teams in the NFC South. Then I'll get back to to risk and stuff. I'm um, I'm really gonna go through every. A draft pick can just kind of talk about their their intangibles and um, you know what what they bring to the team um, and, and where and, and I may throw in where where you might be able to, where you might figure to see these guys because I don't think everybody is going to play. Some people will end up being on the practice squad just because of uh, positioning and log jams. You know what I mean everywhere. But uh, yeah, um, that's that's the plan to be working working on those things. Um, got some got some guys that I'm talking to on the NHRA side, uh, looking to have uh, Cruz Pedregon, uh, uh Snap-on Tools, funny car driver on, uh, had his GM on uh, about uh, several weeks ago um, when we, we first got into the the, the Florida version of, of quarantine. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're just going to try to get geared up for, for the uh, NHRA regular season. We'll have, we'll have some different people on to talk about that as well. And I also have some other uh, NFL analysts on as well that cover a couple of other teams uh, and just kind of get their thoughts on, on the NFL and what's going on and, and the changes that the teams that they cover uh, make. Um, uh, Titans, we'll have Titans, we'll have a little Giants, a little Jets. Uh, so, I'm just trying to do some different things. I know people are clamoring for anything new um, and not the same old, you know, regurgitated stuff that's, that's on TV. Um, so we're going to try to provide that something, something a little new, something different. And uh, you'll find me, you'll find me also on uh, Lake Lewis's after practice as well. Um, we've got a couple of them that are already up. If you hadn't caught those, I encourage you to do so. And uh, we'll hopefully um, once, once the big boss man makes the announcement, um, I'll be able to make that announcement of what we got coming and, and what you guys can, uh, you know, kind of subscribe to and catch some real cool stuff that we're going to try to bring, uh, you know, to you guys behind the scenes. A lot, of, a lot of good things, a lot of good things that you just don't get to see anywhere else. Um, and it'll be video form. So, you know, a lot of people are asking for subscriptions for just articles. And, and you know, I don't have a problem with that either. Um, but uh, at least with this, you'll have some visuals. Uh, along with with the audio, and uh, you know it'll it'll be just something new that that uh, you know folks aren't doing. So uh, once once things get going, I'll be able to fully announce all of that. But uh, lot lots of stuff going on over here at Sports Journey, so um, I'm excited. All right, man. Glad to hear, man. Appreciate you taking the time to fill us in with all this insight and knowledge, man. Stay safe down there and. Uh, Keep it going, and uh, definitely put the po- put the post out on the page. And uh, once I get out of Facebook jail, I make sure I share them on our pages <laughs> and everything. And uh, you have a good night, man. Appreciate it as always. Yes, sir. Always fun, man. It's it's a good time. Always a good time here. And uh, yeah, man, just keep grinding. It's 
it's a weird, weird spot that we're in, but uh, you guys should be encouraged for, you know, and really, really, um, you know, commended for the work that you guys are, are trying to do. Um, it's difficult for all of us, uh, you know, who work and do sports. So um, for you guys to be coming up with the stuff that you guys are coming up with to bring to, to your fan base, uh, you should, you deserve a, a huge round of applause for that. So uh, keep up the good work, my man, and uh, always look, forward to being on and uh, catch up with you again. Hey, man, appreciate it. I'm sitting in here watching the uh, anniversary of the Max Scherzer 20 strikeout game versus Detroit. That's how bad it is. And I got the the uh, old <laughs> New England Patriots Miami Dolphins game from 1994 with Dan Marino playing. playing. So, yeah, you can say we clamoring for sports right now, bro. I mean, I'm tired of watching reruns. I'm ready to see some live sports, man. Yes, sir. Me too, man. Me too. All right, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, hopefully soon, man, hopefully soon. But you have a good night, yeah, man, and I'll talk to you later on, bro. You too, brother. Later. All right, later. All right, had another great episode. Love having those guys on. We had them on last year, tag team in the show, talking everything Redskins. So you know we had to do it again. Like he mentioned, things are a little, you know, different right now with uh, this COVID-19 situation and trying to, keep uh you know our distance and no sports right now but we're going to continue to bring you the most coverage we can with what's out here uh, i'm trying to get the closing song up right now and so we can get up out of here and no, no wonder i'm on the wrong screen uh make sure you go check out the website sportsothp.com Make sure you go uh, check out the uh, Facebook page. Go check out my YouTube channel, Carol Porter the Third. That's with three eyes, not the number three. And uh, just continue to share our stuff. Um, check out our pages. Check out our content. Hopefully I won't be having all of these technical issues anymore with uh, Facebook blocking my stuff. But you know how it is, man. I can't, I can't even be mad. I've been dealing with this for a while. And once I get that, da, 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 there we go. All right. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all checking us out. I'll have the show shared and chopped up by Thursday once I get off restrictions to all of the groups that I normally share to. I have it up uh YouTube. Uh, I'm going to have to chop that video up also. So bear with me. Going through a little difficulties right now with social media. But definitely going to have some more content out there for you. Stay tuned. CP3, live from the lab. Sports on the Hill podcast, True Radio Network, and I'm out. Thank <laughs> you.